You should be saving for the future. But savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. How's your week been, my friend? Very busy. It's been a busy one, but that's yeah. always a good thing. I'd rather be busy than bored, as I always say. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, we barely managed to pull together for the show. I didn't even... Uh, just one of those days. It's like, ah, oh, right, the show. <laughs> Can't forget you gents out there, though. Thank you for listening. Show? What show? There's yeah, a show? Yeah. <laughs> but we did uh, manage to scrape some stuff together here. It's, uh, like we were just saying, it is kind of a slow week, although we get to start off with some pretty awesome news. Very true. Very Why don't true. you introduce it? 6,000 members. We hit 6,000 members on the Google Plus community. Very awesome. Thank you all so much for joining and participating. It's an awesome community. Just love it. Love it. Thanks to our great moderators. Mark does an outstanding job keeping on top of everything. Ross has been jumping in more than I have recently, but I'm trying to get back in there a little bit more. So, Well, Mark does a lion's share, so thank you, Mark Yes, Taylor. he does. Absolutely. 6,000 members. That's pretty good. Kind of hard to believe, but... It's, I know and it's it's good memberships too cuz cuz I know we we'll we'll delete probably 15 or 20 spam posts a day. So a lot of these if you go to the communities and you look for SEO communities on Google Plus, there's some that have, you know, 20, 30,000 members, but you go look at it and 90% of the stuff that's posted in there is just people spamming stuff. We have a really clean, good, helpful community and I I think it's awesome. Yeah, we can't speak for the people. Most of them are clean. But <laughs> well, <I'll, laughs> I wasn't going to mention, you know, hedger jumps in, <laughs> in a while. But, well, you know, it's excellent. We do, there is a lot of spam, but we get to clean it out. Mark does a great job of it. I try and do it as much as I can occasionally, right? Like, for example, I just went on there now, and there's eight posts, most from one particular gentleman. Yeah, I, uh, I went in there a half an hour ago, and there was only one, and I deleted it. So that's how often it comes. Oh my gosh, this person. RS is your initials. Holy cow, man. Stop with... The spam. Oh, oh come on. Out him. Out him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach him to spam us. You'll know it. You on the all show. this stuff's getting banned again here. Oh, dear. Oh, well. The best part about it, and I love this, is we're getting more questions. So, oh, yeah. people, don't be shy. Uh, we love getting the questions. Mark, the group, like to answer them. We, John and I try and get in there to answer occasionally, but we also love answering your, your questions on the air so that everyone can learn from them as well. So you'll probably get a response quickly on the community, but you'll also get a little bit of airtime. So there you go. Thank you. Nice. All right. The first of the news. Google has launched new search results for tablets. I haven't uh, seen now, this yet. Have you seen it? It's interesting. I have. 
I have. It is interesting. It's uh, so in mobile, of course, everyone's familiar with that. It's much tighter. Um, it's it's all about really tightening up the screen real estate. If you look at our desktop, it's quite expansive. It's got the ads. It's it's very tight as well. They try and make it. They've been optimizing it forever. Well, tablets use an interesting, I would say, first gen style. You know, it's going to change probably next week, but a much longer, narrow men, narrower menu bar. But the search results appear in kind of a card fashion. Think of where I've seen that recently. Yeah, I was. I wanted to say Pinterest, but it's not side by side. It's just really long cards. Okay. I guess it makes it there. The idea is it's supposed to be much easier for your fingers and to move things around. And anyways, it isn't earth shattering here or anything, but it is a new. It's their first public step to making tablet results different than mobile and desktop. Before it was more of a mobile look, and it wasn't that great. So I'm, I'm glad they're finally making steps in this direction. And, and when we say different, I'm assuming we're just talking about the visual um, display of the results. The algorithms are not going to change based on tablets. That's like right. They, yeah. And I, th- I think it's good to point that when we talk about the mobile search versus desktop search, in most cases, and I think, tell me if you disagree, but I think in 90 plus percent of cases, tablets will be considered desktop search, even yes. though they're mobile devices. Yeah, I, I would think that that's... Let's say that's true across the board. As far as I know, that is the case. I'm just uh, thinking some of the smaller tablets might might fit into either one of those two categories. I'm yeah, not sure. I've got but, a, a smaller Xperia Z3 Compact. Oh, great tablet by name. Anyone out there wanting to get a tablet, I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed with it. I am rarely impressed by a tablet, but it's awesome. Waterproof the whole bit. Just awesome. <laughs> Your check's on the way. I wish. Freaking wish. <laughs> I tell you, when I like a product, boy, do people hear about it. But no, I don't get any commission. Still have to buy everything at full price. Sony, are you listening? I wonder if there was a way, <laughs> I wish there was a way we could do like affiliate sales over the air instead of like just through a click. If we just talk about it, if we could get credit for sales. <laughs> well, in, you know, in, in my dream world, we'd have like a, a wish list. And whenever anyone made like thousands and thousands of dollars off one of our tips. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So we need to do an SEO 101 wish list on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just fun to give the, the ideas away, right? <laughs> my first, what would be the first thing on your wish list? Oh, my. My uh, first thing, while you're thinking, my first thing would be a case of the new, I don't even know it's new, but I just discovered it, the cucumber lime Gatorade. That stuff is so awesome. It is so good. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, that's the problem. I'm, I'm expensive. I, I can't uh, think of, that's why my wife hates buying gifts for me. I just, like, I want lenses for my camera. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Our Christmas strategy is we buy something and give it to the other person to give to us. It's just so much easier that way. <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah, well, I kind of do that for Sarah. We, we, ta- we ask each other now what we want and just get it. Yes. Yeah. Especially for me because she hates buying for me. Oh, my God, we're talking Christmas. Well, no wonder, too, though. It's like November, and I still well, can't believe it. Halloween's over. Everybody else is all geared up for Christmas. Why can't we? <laughs> Although, in Canada, Remembrance Day is, I believe, I believe it's the 11th, and I am just horrified that we have all these Christmas decorations up already everywhere. I it know. should not happen until after Remembrance Day, at the very least. I liked it back in the day when it was December 1st, but if it has to be November, don't do it until after Remembrance Day. Well, I remember... Years and years ago, when I was a kid, I worked at McDonald's, right? And we were only closed two days out of the year. We were closed Thanksgiving 
and Christmas. It was the only two days of the year that we were closed. Thanksgiving, we were closed. We decorated for Christmas. So the next day we opened up, we were all Christmas decorated. Christmas, we went in and we took down all the decorations. That's the way it should be. I mean, to me, that's where that's that's the timeline right there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we better get to some news here. Gosh, we're breaking our rant rule here, our baffle gab. Just we, we chatty have, rule. Anyway, we have a, we have a rule. Well, I've always <laughs> had a first rule. Time I've heard of a rule. Too much chatter. <laughs> I've actually seen notes people like that. So let's get back to it. All right. So, <laughs> what does Google's new partnership with Yahoo mean for the SEOs for future? And and usually these don't attract my attention because frankly they're just a bunch of BS. Someone talking just to get an article out there. This was pretty good though. It was by Jason Demers. It's on uh, Search Engine Land. And there's a few quotes I wanted to bring up that I thought were thought-provoking. I don't necessarily agree, but I thought they were thought-provoking. So I'll, I'll read one here, quote-unquote. Though its brand will likely allow Google to remain the undisputed search champion for several more years, in terms of functionality, we're definitely headed toward an era where search results can be considered mostly platform agnostic. Search engine optimization is no longer synonymous with Google optimization. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that, John? Until the engines all use the same algorithms, there's no way they cannot be platform agnostic, right? <laughs> the algorithms are getting closer and closer. I'll give them that. And best practices are getting closer and closer, mainly because everybody's trying to figure out what Google's doing and doing what Google's doing. So as we continue to optimize for Google, the other engines are coming in line to what we're doing, not so much the other way around, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I don't think it can be platform agnostic, at least for a good while. I mean, especially with yeah. Google, no one's standing still. And you know Google's ahead of everyone. So as long as they keep bringing out some new ideas, new concepts on how to filter out lesser quality search results, Google's always going to be at the beginning, at the front. So yeah. here's a question for you based on this. So he says search engine optimization is no longer synonymous with Google optimization. Well, as long as Google is staying around 70% of the search share, it's going to be Google optimization, right? At what percentage do you think someone would have to get to for us to really start focusing on them more specifically? So if, if Yahoo decides to break from everybody and do their own thing again, and they, what percentage of the search share would they have to grasp for us to say, let's focus on them specifically? You know, I think that's an interesting question, but I would think more along the lines of, let's say they got to 30%, which sounds pretty big, or 40%. It's, <laughs> it's the kind of search. You know, what searches are the people that are going to buy products going there? That's a good it, point. You know, what is it about that that search? Is it going to be the kind of quality you want to target? That's and a great knows? point. That's a great so, point because, like, people talk about Bing's market share right now from search. But Bing is also known as the porn search engine because it's, apparently it's much easier to find porn on Bing. That's going to have <laughs> more search. So, But your point, it makes your point, though. It's a good point that what kind of searches people are doing on the different engines it does make a big difference on what you focus on. First of all, hello, Bing. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so, so Ross's percentage of uses of being just went up. <laughs> Everyone out there was just waiting for me to say sure, so. Anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, so he, the next part he says here, and this is sort of in the lines of what we were just saying, uh, or an extension of what he was just saying. He says, quote, if you're following best practices for on-site optimization, ongoing content creation, and off-site relationship building, there isn't much you have to change. 
In terms of apps and digital assistance, most modern search platforms rely on the same indicators and structures to inform the results. See, I think that's true only in the simplest manner. I've always kind of dreamed that what, you know, if we got a good ranking in Google, a good ranking will happen in Bing. I don't have time so much to focus on Bing. It's just not enough of a priority. We do occasionally when we get the results pretty stable in Google, <laughs> which that happened all the time. But it's not the same. They just don't respond the same way. Yeah. I think this whole thing, this whole conversation is predicated around the, the, the assumption that SEOs are only going to worry about search in the future, right? Because yeah. if you're an SEO and you're only worrying about search, even though it's in the name of our craft, search engine optimization, which I hate, by the way, that can't be your only focus. And the different search engines are using other types of signals. There's other ways people find content. The way I position the way what I do is my job is about getting people's content discovered, whether it's in search engines, doesn't matter where it's at. You want p people to find your content. And search is becoming a smaller and smaller piece of that overall picture. People don't find things using search as much as they used to. And I'm talking about used to five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Used to last year is probably not that big of a difference. But social media has taken such a big chunk out of how people find new things that just focusing on search and understanding that is just limiting yourself completely. So mm -hmm. when people start talking about this and like, oh, all the search engines are converging, we're only going to have one thing to worry about. Well, if you're just looking at search, maybe you are, we'll have one kind of thing to look at, but you're also going to be doing your clients a disservice big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his last comment here is, is again, along the same lines. He's, he started to, tries to pull this all together in conclusion. He says, but it will also become simpler because you only need to worry about one set of best practices to rank for nearly all those complex institutions. Again, I don't see that being the case. I would love it if it were. But then again, but isn't that what we're doing now? Boring though. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what we're doing now? I mean, we're just focusing on one Google, right? Yeah. And the other engines are coming to us, so that's that's what we're doing already. I don't think yeah, there's a taking a big long change. time to come to us, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, it kind of goes back to once those other search engines get enough percentage of valuable searches, then we'll worry about them. But right, you know, right now they need to get us. <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> get our attention. It's about time yeah. they start looking at us. They, yeah. need to, they need to work around what we're doing for our clients and not try to make us change the, what we're doing to fit their, their model because we're not going to change it because we're going to go after the lion's share, which is Google. So they're going to have to change to fit what we're doing for our clients. Amen. All right. Yeah. Back to <laughs> hear that being, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we come back. Got a few more pieces of news to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. PPC and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., now, this is one you posted. I haven't seen this one. Yeah, this was, this was interesting. I, I read this, and it just kind of made me think of a couple things. But apparently, last week, Google search was broken for days on end, a number of days, specifically if a person was using Internet Explorer. So if you had Internet Explorer and you went to use Google, nothing would happen for days, apparently. It took them days to put out a fix to make it work. And it just made me think, A, people are still using Internet Explorer. <laughs> But they are actually, and, and if know. you go to, to if you go to a lot of log files, especially for government and schools, you look at those kind of websites, and a good percentage of their visitors are on IE, which is just crazy. But it still happens. But it also made me think: if you are one of those kind of places and you get a lot of traffic from IE users, you're going to see a blip in your analytics this month. There's going to be two or three days with like zero traffic from Internet Explorer, and you just need to be aware that that's happening and why it happened. Uh, zero traffic from search, I should say, right? It's not going to impact like refer- different types of refers and other search engines, I guess, very specifically Google. But it's, I just thought it was interesting that Google made changes and published them and didn't even bother to test it on Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, t- that tells you where IE stands these days. <laughs> well, and, and you know what the worst part is, is a lot of these people who are upgrading to Windows 10, if they are just using the default browser, they're getting screwed. Edge is horrible. <laughs> oh, is it? I haven't messed with it. Oh, you know what? I love the concepts of it. I, certain things about it are great. It's fast. I love that you can mark up pages, all these things that are built in now versus just using plugins. And the thing is, I try and use it sometimes when I need a browser just to look at something not logged in. And I, I sometimes nothing shows up. 
like it, 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 the page looks like crap, I'll just see code. It's not working with everything yet. And it's built in to 10. I mean, you, if you're a basic user and you don't install programs like Chrome and stuff, you're going to be, you're going to be in hot water. It just doesn't work with everything. Yeah. It's far from universal, which is a too bad. You know, they, they did a big overhaul. Yeah. Which is nuts these days. Anybody putting on any kind of internet software should be thinking universal access. I mean, mm-hmm. Every, everything matters. Every way, maybe we start a new movement. Every web page matters. Uh, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's it's kind of um, I just thought that was really interesting. Poor Internet Explorer still getting the the short end of the stick across the board. But of course, it deserves it. Putting short sticks out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even trying. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Well, you put the next one down here. Yeah, yeah. This was this was so. and this is another geeky thing. This is this might be a little bit beyond SEO one hundred and one, but Google has announced potentially by the end of this year, Google Bot is going to be supporting HTTP two. Now, for those of you who don't understand, this is kind of a significant thing because HTTP is the language that browsers and servers use to communicate with each other. That's how the information gets back and forth. When your browser sends a request to a server, it sends it in HTTP format. Well, HTTP 1, which is the standard that's been around for since, since browsers, it's like 15, 16 years old, it's never really been updated. And it's broken. There's a lot of things, a lot of problems with it. HTTP HTTP 2 is coming out, and it's much, much better. It's much more modern. It's much more up-to-date with what the you know, current um, internet usage is. And so right now, there's only a, I mean, the major servers, Apache and Internet Information Server from Microsoft, which is pretty much host probably 90 to 95% of the entire internet is on one of those two servers. Neither one of those even support it yet. Chrome and Opera, I think, are the only two browsers out right now that already support it. It's coming to all of this stuff because it's much, much better. It's just interesting to note that Googlebot is ahead of the curve. They're going to be crawling this stuff ahead of time. So it's, it's really neat. Um, cool. If you get a chance, read up on HTTP2. Think about it this way. It does very simple things. HTTP1 is text-based. It sends text messages back and forth. HTTP2 is going to switch that to binary, which makes a ton of sense. When you talk about if you load a web page and it has to make all these calls to a server to, to give different things, that's because of the way HTTP works. It has to call each one individually. HTTP2, you make one connection to the server, and that's the only connection you need to get everything. So it's only one call to the server, no matter how much stuff you have to poll. So there's a lot of interesting things coming around HTTP2, but it's still, Google's going to implement Googlebot crawling it by the end of the year. I'd say we got another year before it becomes more mainstream across all web servers and browsers, at least. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to see it's coming. Interesting. Well, one thing I wanted to add, we don't have it on our notes here, but it's something that happened uh, recently. A, a client, actually a, a bit of a vendor of ours, contacted us and said they wanted some marketing help. And they had switched their business name to a, a sort of a shortened version of their domain, or to a, sorry, their business domain to a shortened version that didn't, didn't include CMS because they didn't want to just be known as that. One of the things that they did is they switched to .ca. But in their, their notes to me, they said they wanted to be found internationally. I thought, okay, so we got a problem here. And I needed to research this because it was based on some old knowledge I had, uh, older knowledge from speaking with some engineers at Bing. But it still seems to hold true that if you have a .ca, there are only certain TLDs or top-level domains like .com, .net, .org 
that are considered worldwide domains to, to Bing, that is. The other domains, I'm sure, will also work just as well. It's when you have anything that's perfectly, obviously regional that you're going to get a bit shoehorned into Canadian or whatever, in this case, Canadian search results. And you may not have as strong a chance of showing up under international search results or, you know, .com or any of the other Google, let's say Google versions of, of uh, country domains. It, it was very interesting. I, I thought it was something that uh, I was kind of surprised they were still sticking to, considered a strong hint. And then and you also want to consider on top of that, if a website has a lot of links from that very same country, that the hint is pretty strong that this, this business is, is Canadian and that deserves to be found under Canadian results mostly. And, and I, I think, and this is old knowledge as well, I haven't looked at it in a while, but if, if I recall, if you have like a .ca domain, you're going to get preferential treatment in the .ca versions of Google, not, not just yes. Bing, but Google. So if you have these country code-based domains, you're going to do better in that country version of the search engine. Uh, yeah. So, so which is why you know when international comes up, I always say, okay, if you're targeting these, these different countries and you have the opportunity, you should probably have the different domains for that country. If you're targeting worldwide, is it smart to use one domain and try to hit every country, or should you have individual domains based on those individual countries? I mean, it's going to depend, I guess, a lot on your individual situation, but there, I think both are reasonable solutions. Yeah, and I read up on 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 that as well. And and certainly, if if you want to use a single site and say have subdirectories with the various countries, various languages, uh, you can do that. And, they, and they, all the systems are set up to do so, and that's great. But in in the sense of this client, though, I did recommend that they, they you know, keep the .ca. But if they want to go internationally and they really want to make a push, not just a half-hearted, yeah, let's get some business from there. But we really want to make a push. They should go for a different TLD and, and unfortunately have a separate domain or merge the two. No, I, know, I know in Webmaster Tools you can identify geolocations for your site saying we're targeting Canada, right? You can go into Webmaster Tools and say that. I just don't know. I have to go and look. Can, I wonder if you can say I'm targeting worldwide. Not for a regional, at least that's what I read on Bing, but it, just because it's such a strong indicator. I can't. Re- I know you can do it for the subdirectories though or – yeah. See, I haven't seen the, the actual interface. I was just reading it, so I don't feel very strongly about what I'm saying here. I'd have to see it. It's a bit of a different system, that's for sure. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. and we come back, uh, we're going to talk about 3-1 redirects and tie up the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. 
As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Google, 301 redirects, when they're not enough. <laughs> this is an interesting thing because a couple things come up, came out this week. There was a, an interesting thing about Moz. They had to go out to the Webmaster Help Forums because they were having a problem with their 301 redirect. And Moz was an, an interesting situation because they, they publish everything twice in their user-generated content area and their blog area, and some things get moved over to blog. It's, their, their structure is very, very unique. But they were having problems because all their user-generated content stuff is 301 directed to their blog stuff, but Google was pulling stuff from the other the, the stuff that was supposed to be 301 redirected. It was getting indexed. So they were having some really weird situations. At the same time, Mark posted an article on our Google Plus community, um, a really good article from Eric Ng from Stone Temple about basically um, robots.txt and robots metafiles and how do they work and, and when they do work and when they don't work. And part of their study, they did a big study of this, and part of their study showed that implementing, and this is a quote from the article, study shows that implementing robots.txt, no index meta tags, does not guarantee Google will de-index the pages. Right. So just to me, those two things together kind of reminded me, and I wanted to remind you guys, that there is absolutely nothing that happens in Google's algorithm that's black and white. There's mm -hmm. always seems to be some gray areas. And even with 301 redirects and robots, no indexes, it, it, nothing is ever absolutely 100% guaranteed to do what it's, we think it's going to do. Um, and just so if you're having issues, if you're doing an audit and you can't figure out why something's happened, um, it doesn't mean necessarily that, that you've done this, so it should be acting this way. You always kind of have to think, well, what if Google's not treating it the way I think it should treat it? And that's always a possibility. So if you're running into one of those really sticky, hard situations, you cannot figure out what's going on, it might not be you. Yeah. <laughs> More often than not, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, everyone. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.